Clarin Vale is a, is a wonderful melting pot. It's a Mediterranean climate. It's very close to the sea. It's a, a region that has um, really cut its name in great Grenache and Shiraz and it's everything that we're passionate about here. But above all, I think it has an amazing sense of community and adventurous spirit in its winemaking. McLaren Vale has been a, a haven for me to be able to um, really showcase some old world techniques, some, some new, um, very technical side of things, but also to really showcase Yangara and its place. I'm Andrew Kayard, and this podcast is part two of Yangara Estate with head winemaker Peter Fraser. In this episode, we start at the beginning. When you're, you're kind of walking into the vineyards, um, do you ever think about the people that were there before you here on this place? Yes, the, the history of a vineyard, I think, also adds to its story and its place. Uh, a lot of the vineyards that were planted in this area were in soils that weren't very good for traditional farming, for grazing or for, for wheat cropping. And they, they planted things like apricots and turned to grape varieties like Grenache that didn't need a lot of water to be able to grow its crop and it didn't need a lot of nutrient to be able to sustainably grow that crop. And it was a very basic style of thinking, but ultimately led to a variety that's very much suited to this area. You know, what, what does Yangara Estate mean to you? You've been here a long time before it was even Yangara Estate, so you're really connected to this, this piece of land. What does it mean to you? I think as an estate, it was planted by a man called um, Bernard Smart. He and his father planted the first vines here in 1946. They were very traditional farmers and they went through some really tough times and it shows, I think, the tenacity and the, um, that, that battling through that, not only, that the easy road might have been to follow trend and to plant um, something else to change your ways, but they stuck to what they did, and we're now the fortunate custodians of that um, maybe stubbornness, but I think great tenacity to keep on going. And so when I walk through the, the old vines on this estate, I think about all the history and all the innovation of selling they would sell grapes to backyard winemakers and to just keep going in their farming and we now are farming something that people are very genuinely interested in do you think that that whole attitude um also kind of flows into the way that 
um, a team works in terms of uh, even mental health and those kind of issues that are becoming you know, major issues in, in organisations today. It's great to see uh, our vineyard team knowing that they're looking after the place that they farm. There's a, a sense of pride that they're going to work not wearing a hazmat suit, um, that they are making the land that they farm better than it was yesterday and you know, for their children to be able to work it and, and be part of it. And not only that, as a, as a winemaker, it makes me be very uh, proactive in the vineyard because it's not reactive farming. When you are using synthetic chemicals, if I get this problem, I spray this. Um, whereas myself and our vineyard manager, um, Michael Lane, we're actually thinking 18 months to two years to three years to five years about how we are farming the um, health of the soil, composts take 18 months often to break down to release the minerals and the, the elements that the, the plant needs. And it's a bit like healthy living. You actually, what you do every day continually builds up to make sure that you're a healthier person. And it's the same principles that go into biological, biodynamic, organic farming. You're talking about pushing pushing boundaries beforehand and doing this preservative free thing is about pushing boundaries. <clears throat> does, that, does that kind of activity where, of experimentation and all that kind of stuff and it have an impact on, on how you view winemaking and you know, the progression of winemaking here at Yangara Estate? I think constantly evolving what you do, which often is what is old is new, you uh, push those boundaries and for example, in the preservative free, I believe has has opened my eyes to the great wines, the, the the iconic single block wines that we make. That by picking them a fraction earlier than we might have, we've created more finesse to some of those wines. Um, using trialling using amphoras or ceramic eggs has opened our eyes to the to the purity of fruit that we could do it also opened our eyes to the to the tannins and how um, fine we can get them when we start to do things um, in in some of those things and all those details that you keep adding on um, you you evolve a style of wine. And, and I think every great winemaker wants to do, make it greater than the year before. And just like, it, I always think of winemaking sometimes as like a, a, a swimmer or a, or a martial arts person that, that is always fine tuning their craft. And that's something they can always continue to practice and and it, all those little tiny half percents just keep adding up um, to making more because every year the season is different. So you build up knowledge that you put in your toolbox and it enables you to adapt to every season that 
gets thrown at you so that you can bring out the best of the fruit from that season. Yeah, I like the analogy of the, with the martial arts person you know, improving his uh, skill every a little bit by a bit every year so he can beat the shit out of his opponent a bit better. But um, I'd like to kind of just explore the, um, the ceramic eggs. You know, this morning we were talking about, you know, breakfast and kids, um, you know, using soldiers and tap, your kids calling it tap tap. And, and then we're talking about dippy eggs. And then suddenly I see right behind over your shoulder, uh, you know, you've got a ceramic egg called dippy. Yeah. What, what, um, what, what do you think really these eggs are all about? If you look at um, the past of, of Roman times and, and in Georgia where they used amphoras, they, they made clay amphoras. And that was uh, a very primitive way of making wine. Um, that's evolved and we kind of, we started using oak uh, maturation. And then probably in the 2010, there, there was a lot of talk in modern winemaking about amphoras. Um, a classic terracotta amphora is very oxygen um, porous and so the air and even the wine can travel through that medium but is quite prone to oxidation. Uh, people were trialling concrete eggs uh, which are complete, not very porous at all and I would argue that some of those things nearly impart a bit of a flavour of themselves and in 2012 I met uh, an artist, if you like, who, who said, I'm, I'm making these ceramic eggs and they're kilned hotter than a terracotta amphora and the, the reduces the amount of oxygen that travels across, but there's still the travel of air like, like a barrel. But they're nearly inert, and they also don't need to be wax-lined, so a, a terracotta is wax-lined. And I, my head started to tick over to think, this is kind of a vehicle that can help showcase the purity of the wines, but still keep the wine alive. And there's elements of the egg shape then kind of biodynamic or biological thoughts that, um, you know, is the, the start of life, the, all those types of things. But for me, it's very practical. It's about that there's enough air tra coming through the, the, but not too much. And there's also an inertness, so they're not affecting the, the flavour of the wine, but showcasing it, if you like. I want Yangara to be known as one of the, the great vineyards of McLaren Vale. Wines that are classic, age-worthy, and really challenging from a, a fine wine perspective. To see Yangara into the future as being one of the great producers of South Australia, Australia, and, and taken amongst some of the great producers of the world. For more information on Peter Fraser and Yangara Estate in the beautiful McLaren Vale of South Australia, 
go to yangara.com. This podcast was with head winemaker Peter Fraser and Andrew Kayard, sound designed by Declan Diacono at Clang Studios and produced by Christoph Priddle. <laughs>